Truly, I tell you, anyone who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has eternal life and will not come under the judgment, but has passed from death to life. Welcome back to the Gospel Effect. Uh, I'm Tony, and today uh, we speak with Ramey Harris about his story. Now, Ramey's story starts off with him getting saved at an early age and even doing things for Christ. But Ramey finds that doing things aren't what the kingdom's about. So, Ramey, whenever you're ready, Take it away. So I guess I'll start, you know, um, I grew up as a missionary kid and, uh, you know, my, my dad and mom were church planners and, um, I actually met the Lord at, at a really, really young age, um, at three, but, um, definitely had a journey to, to making, making my faith my own. So, um, when I kind of grew up, I, I, I really wanted to be a full-time missionary that's that was kind of my my dream like i actually i actually thought like i'm gonna be a poor missionary you know i don't know why poor but <laughs> that was kind of my <laughs> thought it was holy or something i guess um <clears throat> so so i um did um ywam um it's it's a missions organization that sends young people all over the world and um, they train and then send out and so um with YWAM, you're just a bunch of crazy young people, like just, um, just going for it, you know, just loving on people and, and evangelism and, um, just all, all this stuff. And so, so, um, my time with YWAM was one of the highest times of my life, like where, um, I had always dreamt to see, like, um, I remember, I remember as a kid, like I'd read through the Bible, the new Testament, and I'd be like, where is all this stuff? You know, where, where is all this stuff that's happening in, in the new Testament, like now? And, and because I, I still believe in the power of God and, and, you know, um, his redemptive like nature. And <clears throat> so in that time, I actually saw like the things that I'd read in the Bible, like happen, like miracles, signs and wonders, um, the sick being healed, demons being cast out. And it was just like, it blew my mind. And growing up, I hadn't seen those things. And, and I had always kind of like, you know, asked the Lord, like, okay, like, this is the book that you, you gave us to train us, you know, like, um, like what, like, where, where are all these things? And, and so, um, it was really amazing to see like the gospels played out, like yeah. right in front of me, um, in that time. Um, but, um, after the highest point in my life like I, I felt like wow like everything that I've ever imagined possible that I thought would take a lifetime to experience like it happened in such a short time and, and I almost like felt like oh man like Lord what what now and uh, I still wanted to be a missionary for the rest of my life but um yeah I guess I guess I I I found myself like wow like what now and and I felt the Lord say, like, okay, there's there's way more for you, you know, than you than you even dreamt of. Yeah. You know, and but the crazy thing was that 
after after that period of life like i i i went into a season where i had no idea what had happened like why um you know people would ask me like what did you what did you do like what what happened you know or like people even told me like you need deliverance i don't know you know and and you know i i i was at that point like um, I'm still, I'm still more on the charismatic side of things, but, um, I was just like, I, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't resonate with me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm depressed. I'm in pain. Like I, I'm feeling like suicidal and, and, and like, I'm the happiest person ever. You know, it's, it's, it was so like counter what, you know, who, who I am. And, and it, and it was really oppressive, you know? Okay, so I did not address this when I was talking with him, but just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you don't need deliverance. Uh, Now, I'm not saying that you are demon-possessed. However, what I am saying is that you can give your will over to the doctrines of demons and over to the demonic. Depression as a whole is a demonic influence. Anxiety is a demonic influence. Now there are multiple ways that deliverance can happen, as we'll see with Ramey when he goes forward on how he was delivered from this. But deliverance can take multiple forms. And if you... If you are depressed, or if you are anxious, or... If you need that kind of deliverance, we're not saying, oh, you have a demon in you. No, it's you've given yourself over to a lie of the enemy. And we encourage you to reach out to us so we can walk you through deliverance. Um, so, um, gosh in that season i i needed a lot of help and so um i had to i didn't want to but i had to leave the mission field and and uh and i moved back in with my parents and and really had like a season of healing um i but it took a lot longer than i than i wanted to than i wanted it to um i think I think I was really prideful, you know, after going through such a, such an amazing period of life. And and I thought I knew, you know, everything. Well, that seems like you had a performance mentality. Um, That's why Mm -hmm. a lot of people use like in Revelation where Jesus is like, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, or look, I've done these things in your name shall enter the kingdom of heaven. And so... Like, it's coming to that understanding that it's at the name of Jesus, not mm. at the name of Ramey or at the name of Tony, but at the name of Jesus. And so I think a lot of it that I've seen, especially with the more charismatics, uh, 
that when people talk about miracles, signs, and wonders, they talk about the person instead of the God who's doing it through that person. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. God is so amazing. I mean, he, he, yeah, he really is the most, most amazing thing in my life. And, and I hear you there. That makes, I, I like what you said. I, I, that makes sense. Um, so, so yeah, it was, it was a crazy time, time in life, you know, like, um, and, and all the while, um, I still heard God. I still, um, loved God. Um, I guess, I guess maybe, maybe theologically, you know, you, you probably go back and forth, you know, like, okay, did you really love him if your actions weren't, you know, um, showing it well yeah there there was definitely a double double you know double life at that point i think i was just really hurting hurting and in pain and, and compromising and i had already struggled with pornography before um but it just got worse and worse i think you know um i needed i needed help and and uh it took a while to, for me to like realize, oh wait, what I'm doing is not working for me. And, um, and, and I need, I need to surrender, you know, um, that's, that's huge. I, I, I believe like in, in the gospel, you know, like, um, surrendering, like giving up your life, giving up, um, what you believe in. One of my favorite verses, um, is like trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all of your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And, and, and really like, I realized that like giving up even, even things that I held, held dear, like theology, theology wise, because, because, um, they weren't serving me. Um, they were, they were blocking me. Like victorious theology can be really, um, can, can almost be a trap sometimes because it, it leads you to denial. It's like, no, I'm fine. You know, like <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, it's, you never, I don't know. Do you know what I, do you know what I mean by yeah. that? So usually with that, it's, oh, I'm a child of God. Therefore I am victorious, which right there's a fine line between that understanding and actually living a victorious life. Right. Right. And, and, and so like when you talk about how you had a period of healing, it reminds me of David in Psalms when he's like, he makes me lie down in green pastures. Mm, yeah. And the key word there is makes, because it's not <laughs> yeah. that like, I once read, and I don't know if it's true or not, but I once read that when a lamb or a sheep is overactive and keeps running towards danger, the mm -hmm. shepherd will actually break the legs of the sheep so it can't run towards danger. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know if it's true or not, but... Yeah, I've heard that too, though. Um... But it makes... He makes me lie down in green pastures a little more... a little more interesting, if you will. Yeah, it, it really has that, um, that, that, 
picture of surrender and like giving up what you thought life would look like, what you thought healing would look like and um, really, yeah, yeah, walking it out, you know, how it is. I There was a moment where I realized like, you know, um, even in that same same verse, I really like it. Um, he doesn't, he, in, he says, um, uh, as I walk through the valley of the shadow of um, yeah. death, I will fear, fear not evil for you are with me. Um, <clears throat> like he doesn't say like, as cause, cause often when we're struggling, we want to like jump back to a better place. You know, we're thinking yeah. like, if I could only be like that passionate Christian that I used to be or, <laughs> or like what's wrong with me and, and, or, or like, um, running through the, the shadow of, <laughs> of death, yeah. like the darkness or, or like, I'm skipping over it, you know, like, um, two things I learned, like in, in the hard season was that, you know, um, God actually doesn't say we'll skip over or go back to a better place. Like, you know, go back to the mountaintop, you know, Peter and John, you know, when they were like, when they, when the transfiguration happened, they're like, let's pitch our tent, you know, <laughs> like let's stay on the mountaintop and, and kind of two things that I felt like the Lord was telling me and, and they were kind of like, god encounters in, in, in those moments was like that you know um we can't live on the mountaintop the valleys where all the food is right like mountaintops literally are don't have food right like even yeah. even physically and, and the valleys where where the food is and and then jesus said he wants to walk through it not jump over go back you know yeah and and that that was like that kind of blew my mind because you know, that didn't fit my victorious, you know, like, um, charismatic picture of like, what, what it looks like to be victorious. But I realized that like, really, really, um, Jesus, like, even Jesus experienced pain, right? Um, he, it, the Bible even says, like, he suffered in every way, as we did, you know, um, but did not sin, um, or he's tempted in every or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and it really began to like change, change me to encounter, I, I encountered God like, and, and, um, experienced him in a totally different way than I had before and realized that like, man, he draws near to the, to, to the brokenhearted. And, um, he's not like wanting us to be, um, he, he's not, he, he's not like this like you said, like there's the performance and the, you know, like, um, doing good works and, and, um, you know, this pride that comes with like, you know, being on that mountaintop and, and experiencing all the things and, and really like the ultimate place is like that dependence and on God. Yeah. And, and so, but, but I was in the season of like compromise, you know, um, like, um, just going out with girls that weren't Christian and, and just all that at that point. And, um, it was not me, you know, that's not, that's not who, that's not the life I ever wanted or, or, but I was hurting so much that I think I was, I was trying to numb that pain with, you know, things that, um, 
weren't really satisfying. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, um, it's just like, it's crazy to look back on that time. And, and all through that time, I was, I was like, man, I know, I know that, I know that there's, there's better, but Lord, how, how do I get out of this rut? How do I get out of this rut? And that's the, that's kind of my whole, whole story with like, even creating our business, um, original intent where we like mentor Christians, um, we're life coaches. And, uh, now we help Christians, um, do what we had to walk through. And, and like, it was, it was such a, a tough journey for us, but like, I don't know, it's really amazing that we get to use what he taught us through those times. Like, um, and now like seeing people like benefiting from those times. So like, every, it's really amazing to think like how, how he does use everything you know, um, whether, like, I don't believe that he causes it, right, or, or wants that for us, but he does use everything in the end. For yeah, Lord. and he allows it, too. Like, nothing yeah. happens on earth without God allowing it. We see that in Job, where when Satan is like, hey, like, God and Satan were obviously talking, and... Job was so righteous that God is bragging yeah. on Job. Like, hey, have you considered my servant Job? Yeah. But everything Satan did was allowed by God because Satan can't mm -hmm. do anything without God's permission. Mm -hmm. But God will take what the enemy used for evil and work it for his good. That's why yeah. uh, I believe it's Romans 8.28. Uh, God works all things together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Mm -hmm. And it, so it's not that bad things will never happen. Right. But it's knowing that God will work it for the good. And I love the uh, cake analogy. I'm sure you might have mm -hmm. heard it. But like each individual ingredient to a cake by itself, absolutely gross. But you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I've never heard this. But you mix them all together and then you apply heat to it and it mm. comes out to this delicious cake. Yeah. Um, another example is if you take uh, sodium by itself, super yeah. deadly and gross. Yeah. Um, oh, crap. It just pretty much the ingredients to salt like table salt yeah. you take the separate ingredients by themselves they're poisonous they're deadly uh one even like reacts horribly with water but wow. you can yeah sodium and chloride like you uh but you combine them and it becomes table salt that we eat wow and so it's always interesting to see like things that can be deadly when put together become palatable and actually is used in a sermon by Jesus, like you mm -hmm. are the salt of the earth. Wow. Um, but without that fusion of sorts, it's no good. But I love how you said that, like God is close to the brokenhearted. Yeah. And that, that lesson is emphasized by Jesus at the very start of his Sermon on the Mount. Because mm -hmm. he starts with, blessed are the poor in spirit. Yeah. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. And I like how 
the chosen puts it that mm -hmm. it's a like you're gonna come closer to jesus by the by these people like that's the roadmap mm. yeah uh but describe for me when you first notice like that hey i'm no longer in this depressed state i'm no longer backslidden as some christians would say like right yeah definitely definitely was backslidden um um even yeah so that's yeah um well so so um so when it comes to depression i i was really close to well i wasn't close to this I, er, earlier in my life i was close to medicine like just because i'm a pretty simple guy but you know, I like, I like, um, for my body to fight it, but I'm not in that place at all right now. Like, um, medicine really helped me, um, for a time. And as I, as I really, um, leaned into like getting help from my parents, um, having a season of rest, like you were saying, you know, the, um, he makes me lay down. Um, I really needed that. And, and even just really practically, I, I, I got purpose in my life. Like I, I started working a job. I started um, <clears throat> eating better. I started working out. This is, I know this is very like basic and, yeah. and um, but honestly, like God just giving me like that comfort and that safety and like rebuilding the simple things in life because I was living like fun, crazy, like exciting time. And I think I just needed that. Um, like you said, that, that rest. And I feel like God, God almost forced it. Um, in that season and, and depression left. I actually, um, <laughs> the doctor that I was talking with monthly, he was like, you know, some people never get off depression medication. And, and, and at one point he was like, I think you're ready. I think you have, um, all this stuff. And, and, and I was, and, and I'm not against medicine at all, you know, um, if it's helpful, but, but that was my story. And then, um, the story of, of, of actually walking out of addiction is, is a little bit crazier because um, that happened also very, very differently than what I expected. Um, so I had, so, so my wife, Monica, um, at that point I wasn't married and uh, she had been at YWAM at the same time as me and we had never met this is crazy. I never expected this to be my story, but we started talking on Facebook and, um, then, then, um, I really liked her because I saw Jesus in her. And at this time I was still like, um, struggling majorly, um, with pornography and, and compromise. And, um, in most cases, I, I guess, I think that this would not have worked, but I feel like it was totally from the Lord. And, <clears throat> So we were talking um, and man, God really like, we, we, we really connected and um, I flew her out to Idaho. She was, she was living in Missouri and then um, I went to Missouri and then I flew her back out to Idaho and um, we started dating really quick. And a friend had told me, um, Hey, like, you're going to have to come clean. You're gonna have to tell, you know, um, her everything that you've done. And I think that that's, that's, a real big, pro big part of the process. You know, I'm really glad I had um, friends who, who really 
challenged me, you know, in a way um, to, to do that because um, it's not fair, you know, um, otherwise to, to not share those things and, and for, you know, for her not to have like, know that about like my past and my present at that point, really. And, um, so, so just to, just to kind of fast forward a little bit, um, I, one night I woke up, like, I felt like I was going to die. I like, my heart was racing. I was like, <gasps> um, and I got up and got a drink of water and I sat down, it was like 2am in the morning and I get this text from her, you know, we had been dating at that point and I told her a lot of things that I had done and all that stuff. But she texted me and she is like, Hey, um, I got this email from someone, um, and they were cautioning me against you. Like, and this was really a God moment for me. It was really, really God encounter, like really amazing moment. And that the rest of the night I was on the phone with her and I confessed every single thing that I had done like before the Lord. And it was raw. I was crying. I was like so broken, like, because I was broken, you know, um, I wasn't living the life that I knew like was for me. And, and I didn't know how to get out. I just like, honestly didn't know how to get out. I was really stuck. And so I was crying and confessing and just like reconnecting with the Lord in a way that I hadn't for a really long time. And I woke up the next morning and I heard the birds, you know, you know, when, when, uh, when you, uh, gosh, you don't know what, what you gave up, like the peace that you gave up when you kind of slip into like compromise, like, I, I realized at that moment that I gave up a pile of poop for like a treasure. Like it was yeah. like what, what I had um, given up was like, was not even equal to what I gained back. Like, and it was like, I experienced my salvation, like in a very new way, like, because it came at peace. Like I heard the birds again in the morning, like I had that joy come back. It, it sounds cliche, but it really, it really happened that way. Yeah. Um, um, but one thing that I realized that night and, um, she was my girlfriend at that time, but she said, it sounds like a lot of, um, your problem is social media. You know, there's a lot of temptation and you know how, how repentance means like turning from sin. And I realized that I was allowing myself a lot of temptation that wasn't worth it. You know, um, the, like, uh, I, I realized this, like, so the Bible says like um, everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Yeah. And in that moment, I realized like it was going to take massive, massive action and intention on my part if I was going to get out of this. And this was what I was missing. Um, and, and I wouldn't say that this is like actually the full part of it because there's actually healing that has to happen in your heart. Like this is the practical like temptation side of thing. And it really it really worked for me. Um, there, there is more to the journey and I walked through that later, but I, I deleted all of social media for me. Like I still share, I still share 
uh, Facebook with my wife. Um, and I don't, I don't really want to ever have my own page just, just because I feel so free, you know, I feel so free from, um, from all the temptation. Like I don't, I don't even have opportunity, you know, and, and it's like so freeing. And I don't say, I don't, I don't say everyone has to do this, but what I will say is that from, from that night to now, I've never looked at pornography again. Um, and you can delete this if you want, if this is too graphic, I, I haven't masturbated. Like that was like an addiction. Like that was like constant. It was getting worse and worse, you know, and, and that led to even more um, things. And, and, but it was like the, what I had been asking God, like, where is the victory? Like, because I know, um, I know I don't have to live in this, like, but like, honestly, I just can't seem to like get out of it. And it, and it changed like overnight, like one night. And I had that story, <laughs> gosh, like, you know, we say like a miracle happened, like in, in one moment, but really honestly this the journey was long for me like yeah so. sounds like you surrounded yourself with some god-centered friends yeah and like that's something that we at the church cure can't stress enough mm. that community actually matters um uh, because there is an untold amount of healing that can be found in community because then yep. you can find someone who's walked the path you're taking. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, and with that, like, when you look at scripture, a lot of times people who address things had dealt with those things in the past. And you yeah. see that, like, nowadays where you become more qualified to talk mm -hmm. about something because of your experience rather than your education. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, um, like, if I were to try to tell you all about foraging, <clears throat> you're not going to know anything because I've never forged a day in my life. Yeah. But I've watched the, like, Forged in Fire, though, so I can tell you. Oh, you know. that's awesome. So, yeah. but, like, I, it's the thing is i don't have that experience and yeah. so i can't tell you how to forge something like yeah. i could look up all the technical stuff and be like okay you should do this you should do that mm. but it's not gonna hold a weight to someone who's been forging for like 20 years yeah because they can tell you the things that knowledge wouldn't tell you like experience is so much more powerful yeah and like it's interesting to hear like all of these testimonies because i can say mm -hmm. that like for me i also was saved at an early age but i grew up not thinking or not knowing that miracle signs and wonders were for today like the yeah. tradition i grew up me in too. said that those things stopped with the apostles right but i've since seen otherwise and scripture says otherwise but yeah. that's not the point of this podcast but anyway like with that uh just tell me just go ahead and give a brief description as we wrap up this episode of yours and your wife's company yeah. and uh just kind of like the services you offer and 
just say any links for the company that we can just throw down in the description? Yeah. So, um, so out of all of our journeys, Monica, my wife has, has her own journey. Um, amazing story. Um, really, really insane story too. Um, but like God, um, helped us through it. So we, we started original intent life coaching our business where we help Christians heal their hearts and relationships. And, um, I just want to tell you like really cool things. Like we, we have, um, 20 students right now in, in this course and, um, we do group coaching calls and it's really powerful, man. Um, we even have um, one-on-ones as well where we meet one-on-one with people and, and, um, it's been really powerful to see that actually the gospel, right. Um, it is, is real, that there's real transformation. We have a guy, um, that we're walking through right now, um, a pornography addiction, man. Um, it's, it's crazy. Awesome. That what, what the Bible actually talks about, like, um, is true. Um, so like, I, I've, I've, uh, Gosh, I'm trying to figure out kind of where to go with this, but like, you know, the Bible says like, um, you know, prophecies will pass. Um, um, I wish for you all to speak in tongues or prophesy, yeah. but um, then it says like, but the greatest is it, is it there that it says like the greatest of these is love. Yeah. Like, so I believe that's First Corinthians thirteen. Yeah. Uh, where he's talking about the spiritual gifts, and he's like. Actually, let me pull it up real quick. Um, But yeah, talking about how the greatest spiritual gift we can have is love. Um, Yeah, Paul opens it with saying, Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels, but I do not have love, I become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. Uh, Though I have the gift of prophecy and understand mysteries and all knowledge, though I have all faith so I can remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. Yeah. So, so like we've experienced that with our clients that when, when they have an encounter with, with love and and we found, you know, um, this may be like, this may be a little, um, this may rub some people the wrong way, but, um, the greatest commandment is love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, and mind or strength. I think there's two of them, right? They say, and, and love your neighbor as yourself. And we found a lot of people really don't like themselves, you know, and, and we've, we've walked people through, um, actually liking the person that God's made them like through actually loving themselves like God does. Right. And this is, this has caused an amazing amount of freedom to where like, um, a guy, a guy that we're walking through right now with pornography addiction, he's like, He's done all the counseling. He's done all of the group um, co- counseling, you know, all of the like church counseling, but it hasn't really worked for him. And and actually, we're really for counseling, to be honest, like um, traditional counseling. I know that it can be really helpful and it's been helpful for my wife as well. But since he started working on um, applying love and compassion to himself in his weakness, you know, you see this at the well, the woman at the well. 
you know, she's known and seen yet still loved. That's the gospel that she spreads to her town. Yeah. She's like, I met a man that knew everything that I did. That's a powerful part in, in the chosen too, that, that blew my mind because have you ever thought about that? Like the gospel that she shares is kind of weird. It's like, I met a man that knew everything and, and he still loved me. Like, yeah. and the whole town, it says the whole town came to Jesus or, or something like that. Yeah. But I, I, I really, we've seen this concept where like, um, people start, um, applying compassion and love to their weakest places. Like even while they're like looking at pornography, they, you know, that, that happened to the woman, um, caught in adultery. Jesus was like, well, I won't, I won't judge you either. Go and sin no more. Right. Yeah. And so what he did in that moment was he was like, Hey, I see you. Like, I don't judge you. Like, I love you now go and, and like change your life. Like it's, it's your, your, you know, and, and, and I believe like we've seen this time and time again, where like, um, people learning to love, um, who God made them changes everything else. Like, like this guy, um, he's, his marriage is changing, like his relationship with his wife, because now that he's showing himself compassion and love, now he's able to like put himself in her shoes and show compassion and love. And, and it's like this, this, cause, cause, um, sin cycles, like it causes the shame and shame yeah. causes you to get stuck. And I know a lot of people are experiencing this, like so many people, like the majority of the church is like, um, struggling with this. And, um, you know, I, it's just like, I guess I've said this so much, but it's just so exciting to like, see people get free, you know, from anxiety, depression, um, self-hate, uh, gosh, what else? Like, anyways. So it sounds to me like the first thing you guys do when you're coaching someone is you attack a false identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's one thing that a lot of people lack is true identity, like yeah. who they are in Christ. And once yeah. you understand that, and like when you bring up that the first and greatest commandment is love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Like, out of that, if you love God with everything you are, then he gives you the love for not only yourself, but those around you. Right. Uh, and with that, like, identity is extremely important. Like, who you are in Christ. Because, like, what's the first thing Satan attacks when he's tempting Jesus? It's his identity. Yeah. yeah. Like, Satan goes, if you are the son of God. Yeah. And that's the very first thing he attacks is Jesus' <laughs> identity is, if you are the yeah. son of God, do this. Right. And it, like, we aren't who we are because of what we do. We uh -huh. do out of who we are. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the one of the biggest takeaways our, the listeners and watchers should get from this episode is it's not about mm -hmm. what you do, but about who you are and whose you are. Yeah. Yeah. It's so powerful, you know. And, and in our course, we, it's called the Eden Intensive. We're literally seeing like in like in the first week, like um, one of our clients, like she was feeling depressed and like she uh, 
like in the first week, like depression left. And, and um, we actually, you know, because we're not psychologists or, or like um, doctors, we actually don't recommend people getting off their medication. Um, but she did like she could and it was crazy like this is amazing um and like this stuff is really really powerful and 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 god like god walked us both through it and i feel like um what what he showed us is like was really powerful and, and it's and it's this simple gospel really yes um and so yeah and i've noticed a theme across the church as a whole now where it's about pulling people out of separate addiction like different addictions like that's actually a calling our church has where yeah uh early next year we're going to be launching a 12-month addiction recovery program called the freedom house Uh, wow yeah and we've released a couple videos on that so i won't go into too much detail but essentially we believe that they can be free like right when they walk in the doors and then we spend 12 Mm -hmm. months discipling them come on yeah church needs discipleship we need yeah that's the thing is like you know um people need other people to walk with them even the first guy that was ever created like god said god said it's not good for man to be alone you know (laughs) yeah yeah the first guy (laughs) all he had was god like anyways all right so would there be anything you'd want people to take away from this episode from your end if you had to say one thing what would it be i really like i like what you said um i think uh i think i want people to know you know because because in the depth of my struggle you know, and, and, and I would even say, like, you don't have to be, like, struggling majorly, like, to get freedom that changes your life. Like, it could be, like, small hints of shame that causes you to be disconnected from your husband or wife or or kids, and you want to be more present. So, like, <clears throat> I, think, I think I want people to know, like, um, I felt, like, where are the answers where is the freedom i want people to know like there is freedom there is help in it in it and uh and some and and a lot of times we have to let down our pride and and ask for help and that's that's actually um you know um it's it's the the most powerful thing we can do is surrender and and admit that we have a problem and we need help and it doesn't mean that you're any less of a Christian. It means that actually like Christians are called to be dependent. And um, like, like you said, um, the Beatitudes, you know, blessed are the, you know, like read through that list, man. It's like, it blows me away every time I read through that list of things. It's like, oh, wait, like this is the person that's blessed in the kingdom. Like <laughs> it's, it's like the kingdom's upside down, you know? Yes and i love it like it's so freeing the gospel is actually freeing guys hey thank you so much for checking out the gospel effect on the church killer ministries youtube channel uh so we want to personally invite you to our gifts from god event which will be saturday december 17th from 2 p.m to 7 p.m eastern 
And if you're unfamiliar with this event, pretty much what we're doing is we're collecting donations until December 10th of your gently used furniture, uh, gifts like toys and clothing and things of that nature, just your gently used household items, and we'll put it out on tables, and then we'll invite the community in on December 17th, and they'll go through and whatever they need, they can take. And it's absolutely free of charge. And then we also have a special room uh, for parents uh, who can't afford maybe getting their children Christmas gifts. And these parents, they can go into this room. They can choose brand new toys and get them wrapped right there so they can take it home to have Christmas presents under the tree for their kids. How awesome is that? Uh, so again, we invite you out December 17th, 2 to 7 p.m. And uh, yeah, new episodes of The Gospel Effect drop Tuesdays at 2 p.m. And links for everything in today's episode are in the description. Have a great day. God bless and we'll see you next time.